0: Walking by faith but not by sight, uh, that's a journey. Walking by faith but not by sight. You know, my eyes tell me what's right in front of me. You, you mean you don't want me to walk by this? You want me to walk by something else? Um, Troy, that's just kind of crazy. I don't want to stumble over anybody or hurt myself. I, I really need my eyes to see. We're celebrating a different kind of sight here. We're celebrating that trust in God that trust in the Spirit, that trust and love in our lives, so that we can be in touch with that in ways that we walk each and every day by faith. It is the deeper truth than what we see right before us. We're going to spend some time living with Bartimaeus today. Did y'all hear his story of healing, Bartimaeus? I think that the doctor we heard from earlier would have loved him. Uh, She is Dr. Rachel Naomi Rimmen, and she was speaking to the American Medical Association's national gathering in that speech. And I love her because I have two of her books, My Grandfather's Blessing, that you all heard from a couple of Sundays ago, and Kitchen Table Wisdom. But also, she has lived her whole life in chronic pain. So she's one of those doctors and healers who is herself in pain that will never go away, that only must be managed, both by prayer and exercise and other means, but that she's in it daily. So when she writes something, it has an extra little piece of wisdom in it because I know she's walked that journey of knowing that this particular thing is not going to be healed, but that she believes in healing. You heard her telling those doctors, we are fools sometimes. We are blind sometimes to what is happening right before us. So I appreciate her testimony about uh, what that faith means for her. And also, even in her own body, what it means will happen and will not happen because of continuing to trust God. We're going to hear from her again in a moment. But goodness gracious, don't we think we know so much sometimes we're just blind to what reality is? If it doesn't fit our frame, we just toss it away? You know, we're just blind. You know, some new piece of information, and we just say, oh, that's not true. I know that's not true. That can't be true. Let me get out my iPhone right now and show you how it's not true. Beep, 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 beep. We look it up, we find out that it says something we disagree with, and we still say, well, that's still not true. You know, the facts are before us. It's still not true because it's not what I know to be true. It doesn't fit my frame. We have a lot of religious leaders in Houston right now that have had a lot of facts and figures and truth in front of them and are still teaching people to be afraid of folks in bathrooms. It doesn't matter how many more facts you give. It doesn't matter how many stories of truth you give. It doesn't matter how many times they punch in their iPhone for more information, they're not going to see it because it's not what they want to believe. So sometimes we simply choose to be blind. It's a choice to not see because sometimes seeing means we have to change who we are or change what we do or even maybe change our beliefs. I mean, for some of us, you know, we chose not to see that God really loved us for a long time, a long time. Then we had to open our eyes and see that God did love us. Can you remember that miracle moment in your life? Some of you may still be working on it, but we can choose not to see for a very long time. And I want you to notice in the story that Bartimaeus says, let me see again. There was a moment in life where Bartimaeus could see. He says, Jesus, let me see again. You know, sometimes we are present and we're able to see and we lose that capacity either because we fill ourselves with knowledge or it hurts too much to continue seeing, so we just stop. We just numb ourselves out and become blind to what's before us because it may just hurt too much to engage it. Have you ever chosen to be blind? Chosen not to be present because it was safer not to really see what was going on? No, it's a dangerous place to be, but sometimes we just feel like our own livelihood is threatened if we actually allow it in. During uh, the Holocaust, there was a survivor of the Holocaust named Viktor Frankl. And Victor was in concentration camp for many years and survived that experience, and then he wrote about it. And he was also a, a doctor, a psychiatrist, and so he looked at what he saw and tried to explain the experience to people. And he said, at first when we were in the concentration camps and they would take people and torture them and kill them right in front of us, we wouldn't look. We all looked around the other way because we could not bear to see it. We could not see what was happening to our own families, our own people. We couldn't bear to look. And then he said after a while that this daily occurrence kept happening over and over and over again, we would look, but we couldn't see. We would stare numbly, Blindly at the what was happening in front of us the atrocity, but it was so Numbing we couldn't feel and we really didn't see it And then he said then there were the ones who survived concentration camps. They were the survivors the survivors were finally able to look and see and feel and In the feeling makes a commitment that we're going to remember this one's name We're going to tell this one's story. You're going to know what happened here. And so Frankel said the survivors were the ones that chose to see, chose to not be blind, chose to feel, and chose to say, we are going to be witnesses so that the world knows what's happened here. I think we have a group of survivors in this church. We have a group of people who've come through all sorts of storms and rain, And even coming through those storms and the rain, we do respect one another because we look at each other and we say, look at you, you made it. Here you are today. Let's witness to those who didn't make it with us. Let's witness to those for whom hero is life and death. Let's witness to all of those that God loves that the world hasn't loved yet. Let's open our eyes to see. Have you ever wondered how you might still be blind? How it may just be chosen, or how you may have been trained into it, as Dr. Remen talks about. How you may have learned so many things you can't see what's before you. The disciples thought they could see what was before them. They thought they knew who Jesus was. And in this part of Mark, chapter eight through chapter ten, is read it all together when you get the chance. It's an exploration of what it means to be blind and not blind. It starts with the healing story of a person who's blind who heals in stages. First, he sees people like their trees walking around. And it ends with this story. The purpose of chapters 8, 9, and 10 is not to tell you that Jesus got a, to be a better healer, right? It happens instantaneously instead of through stages. The purpose is to contrast when people think they really can see, but they're blind. The disciples thought they knew they thought they knew enough that when jesus told them in chapter 8 and again in chapter 9 and again in chapter 10 that he was going to jerusalem and he would die just clearly they said no that just isn't so jesus i've punched it in on my phone and that's not going to happen you know even if it says so right here that that did happen nope nope i choose not to believe it i choose not to see it it doesn't match my frame of reference and so, who could see in chapter 8, 9, and 10? It wasn't Jesus' posse. It wasn't his entourage that tried to keep Bartimaeus away. You know, and Jesus says, no, let Bartimaeus come to me. And there's an interesting thing by in how they name each other. Bartimaeus says, D- Jesus, son of David, meaning in the line of kings. Jesus, son of David, in the line of kings, and often in scripture we don't get names but today we get a name of Bartimaeus bar meaning son of Timaeus Bartimaeus so we hear son of David and we hear son of Timaeus and the words for Timaeus come out like this it means two opposite things it means shame and it means honor son of shame/honor slash and the son of David meet one another and one is asking for healing and isn't it true, sometimes we get honor and shame mixed up as the wrong things. Sometimes in his day, Bartimaeus was blamed for what was happening in his body. And it wasn't his blame. But so here, the son of shame and honor meets the son of David and has an impression that Jesus should be a certain kind of king. But Jesus just told the disciples he's not. But they're too blind to be able to see. So Bartimaeus comes forward in a particular way. He actually throws off his cloak. What does it mean for a beggar on a street corner to throw off their cloak and leave it behind? Maybe the only thing they owned. Maybe their security blanket. Maybe what they had with them, everything inside it that they needed for the day. Threw off his security blanket and ran to Jesus. Oh, Jesus, help me see again. What am I blind about? Where do I need to throw off my own cloak so that I can find you? And Jesus heals Bartimaeus saying, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has saved you. And then Jesus doesn't send Bartimaeus away. This is the last healing story in the Gospel of Mark. And this person gets to go right along with the disciples. Jesus, help me see again. Help me leave behind, throw off the cloak. Help me come to you so that I may see even what I may not want to see and be able to follow you. Where in your life this day are you called to open your eyes? Sometimes we may not even know, but are you willing to pray to God to say, God, please let me see again? Let me let me know where it is. I've lost my sight. Let me know where it is. I've lost my way because I may be too blind even to see. When I was in seminary, I had this professor that I now feel pity for because he had me as a student. Um, you know, <laughs> sometimes you're just that kind of student. And in his class, uh, he was teaching, uh, it was pastoral care and psychotherapy and all these models, and he talked about how young kids first going to school when they lived in a single parent household, particularly a single, actually a single mother household if they were boys, when they went to school, they would act out, and they would act out because the mother teacher there, In boys, they were looking for a male role model, and the mothers being the power in their lives, they were resisting against it. And he talked about how this was a fact. And I looked at him and said, that's not true. That's not a fact. And I'm sure he just looked at me and said, oh, my. (laughs) That's not a fact. You see, because I had a single mother, and I went to school, and I acted out in first and second grade against my female teachers, and I was so close to the story, I couldn't see that it was my own. It went until later, after this professor had died, that I said, you know, that man was right. You know, I even had an ally in the class. It was a young mother who had a son who had just started school who was acting out in first grade, but both of us were blind. Both of us looked at this professor and told him he was crazy. Oh, goodness, if we don't even know, we got to pray to ask Jesus, help me see again. Help me see what I don't even know that I am blind about. And Bartimaeus is told to stay quiet. Don't speak up. You know, the disciples try to hush him. And we know what it's like to have been hushed. We know what silence means. Those of us who were around during the HIV AIDS epidemic in the 80s and the 90s when it was taking so many of our people every week knew that silence equaled death. We knew that bumper sticker. We knew that model. We knew that if we didn't speak up, we were going to continue to die. You know, maybe, maybe we didn't have anything to lose when we spoke up and said, Oh, God, help everyone see again. Even this, that may be hard for them to see. Help them see again. So we knew to speak up, to shout out. So that silence would not equal death. Help us see. You know, help us see again, oh God. It was a tough time. What do we not choose to see today? People couldn't see us dying. Who do we not see in, before us today? I ask the question because in asking the question, I know that I'm blind. And I have to pray to God to reveal to me what I can't see. If I'm passing the person who's homeless on the street, if I'm not concerned about someone who's in need, am I blind? Is that what the gospel is trying to tell us today? Is it trying to tell me that I need to throw off my security blanket in order to grow? Telling me that Jesus says, okay, you can do that and follow me. It's a beginning, Troy. It's a beginning, if you're able to do that. So, Dr. Remen goes forward in this clip. She confesses that she could not see, even as she talks about the way she had been trained not to see. So, let's follow her story here.
1: Now, the embarrassing part of this story is that I never doubted this conclusion for the next 15 years. When everyone is thinking inside the box, it's hard to think outside the box. But often, outside of the box is where life is. I sometimes think professional training is like a disease, and you may be necessary to recover from it. You know. <laughs> Fortunately, this is possible. I am a recovering doctor. This is what it looks like. (laughs) Mystery is a way of seeing. A moment when the mask of habit that makes things familiar falls away and we can catch a glimpse of life itself. So mystery does not require us to do anything. Mystery may simply require us to see familiar things in new ways and remember to wonder. People who wonder rarely burn out. Maybe we all need to know a little less and to wonder a little more.
0: So this passage tells us healing is real. You can see it if you have eyes to see. Miracles happen every day. Jesus is walking along the road beside you right now, and maybe you need to shout out. Throw the cloak off. Say, son of David, heal me. Let me see again. Let me grow. Let me know in a new way. What would you do if you knew there was nothing to lose? Would you risk it? Would you try? What would you do if you knew that the victory was won, whether you failed or not? Would you try? Would you try? Here we have God's truth of loving us, caring for us when we get blind again and calling us back another time. What is our next step, O God? Help us to see. Help us to see the miracles before us. Help us to believe that healing is true. From physical healing to spiritual healing, that blindness can be let go of. Even when we're so committed to our frame, we resist until we see the resurrection. Help us, O oh God, to know that you love us even beyond that. In Christ's name, Amen. At this moment, we will begin testimonies where people said, Let me see again. And Jesus said, here it is. So as you experience these, wonder what your own cardboard testimony would be in your life. At the end of this series of witnesses, as they come forward, they will then gather down here at the front of the sanctuary. And you are invited during that time to bring forward your blue commitment card for what you hope you can share for the ministries of resurrection next year. And to bring that card to these baskets in front of these witnesses who said, oh Jesus, let me see again. As these, as these testimonials come down to the front so you can see them again and gather around these baskets invite you to prepare to come forward with your commitment and generosity so that more miracles happen in the coming year, more miracles where people are transformed by God's love and by God's grace, that they see a new self. They know a new God. They know Christ in a way that brings healing. So during the music that's being played, we will stay here while you come forward at this time to drop off your commitment cards.
1: God, we thank you for these blessings, for these commitments, and may we see in these commitments new life, new hope, and new miracles in the years to come. Amen. Amen. And now it's, as the ushers come forward... We are asking of you to give freely from your heart uh, and to be able to see once again that uh, you can trust God to care for you and to care for this church and to care for even those whom we, we have not yet met. Amen.
0: straight of